Welcome back, 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 back again, again, again. I actually meant to say guess who's back, but here we are. (laughs) Please, please, please edit this out. I'm screaming. No. Oh, wow. Um, maybe we'll see. LOL. Hello, Tia. Hi, Francie. Hi, commoners. What's up? What's up, y'all? <laughs> <laughs> it's been a minute since you graced us with your presence. Thank you for joining us. Of course. It's always a pleasure. How have you been? I've been good, you know, launching into the new year. Um, just trying to get my feet under me and, you know, get back into it. It's been good so far. It's been a good, what, 11 days, 12 days, 13 days? I don't know what date it'll be. You know, like I said, we're still working on it. Yes. <laughs> so, um, but it's been good. When this drops, it'll be, I think, the 14th. Yes, so. because today is the 12th. Yes. Anywho, all right now. Well, Let's dive right on in, I suppose. Share with the folks what we're, what we're talking about today. All right. So, um, per usual, not per usual, per yes, often. per usual. <laughs> um, our talk stems from something that we saw on Twitter that we thought was an interesting conversation that was worth um, bringing to you guys this week. Um, a tweet went out discussing um, the presence, basically, how depending on what you've seen um, growing up kind of shapes your view on relationships. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think one tweet in particular talks about um, the absence of healthy relations, like healthy marriages where sex is happening regularly and like that's not a thing anymore. And um, I think it's just very, it's, it's very interesting to see how um, our generation, you know, the millennials, as people love to call us, um, how we see, <laughs> how we see um, marriage or long-term monogamous relationships, like how um, often negatively it's portrayed, especially mm-hmm. in the media. Um, you know, we are, it's, it's almost made to believe that there's nothing fun about being married and there's nothing um enticing about being married and um so yeah I think one of the things that I wanted to ask you Brandy is um I know both of us came from two-parent homes Mm -hmm. so obviously um that kind of puts a certain lens on how we've grown up seeing marriage and relationships Mm -hmm. but um if, if you just had to Give an overall view. Tell us what it was like, you know, being in your house, what kind of things you took away um, about relationships and about marriage and, like, the good, the bad, the ugly, mm-hmm. you know. Um, first and foremost, it's work. Yeah. And I can appreciate the fact that my parents did not hide that. Um, Not saying that I knew every aspect of their interpersonal relationship for sure because that's absolutely not true at all but 
I was able to um, glean from their experiences um, that first and foremost, and this is extremely cliche, but cliches are only cliches because they're true. Nevertheless, (laughs) (laughs) um, communication is extremely important um and i feel like communication yes we say it all the time oh it's key i need this to be prosperous in a relationship x y and z but really how many of us know how to effectively communicate um we can come back to that i'm going to finish answering the question right um um what else did I glean from what I saw growing up? Um, I saw how, how important spirituality is or like your relationship with God alone and collectively as a family. Um, I feel as though both my parents view God in their own way. It's like they have their own independent relationship with him. And... um it was important for me to see that because that's something that I value and I feel necessary to um, having a partner. Um, So I felt that was important as well. And what else? Um, Meeting each other where the other person is compromised, I guess. Um, not everyone's going to have your same perspective or point of view, but it's important to work through those times and situations together, even if you have to agree to disagree. Mm-hmm. Um, because life keeps going. The world doesn't stop just because Johnny disagrees with Jennifer. Like, that's not how life works. And right. if it were, then I think the the tweet that started this conversation would have more validity than it may um, that it may hold being that healthy relationships or marriages don't are not long lasting and such but anywho I believe that's enough for right now (laughs) so on the flip side what about you um so like you, I feel like I learned a lot from my parents. Um, my parents, while obviously we didn't know the inner workings of their marriage, um, or let me not say the inner workings. I feel like my parents kept it real with us. They didn't hide stuff. They weren't the type of parents that like locked themselves in their room all the time if they had issues or if they wanted to talk about stuff. Like They resolved a lot of things in front of um, me and my siblings. Mm-hmm. Um what I say, one of the biggest things I'll, I'll just to be concise for time's sake, um, I'll just kind of talk about maybe two or three big things. Um, number one, um, they modeled trans like real stuff. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes my parents didn't get along. Like not necessarily in like a I'm gonna knock you out, drag out type of way, but like there were some times that. You know, my mom might have done something that got on my dad's nerve or my dad might have done something that got on my mom's nerve. 
but they show me how to like deal with that respectfully. Like, yeah, sometimes my dad be like, you know what, this is a lot for my life right now. I need to go in the room and be by myself. Or, you know, my mom would, you know, just kind of stick to herself for a little bit. Or sometimes, you know, they may have a little heated, a little bit of exchange. Um, but they did that and they weren't afraid. Like they, but they kept it respectful. They yeah. never were like nasty to each other. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, hey, I'm from a Caribbean household. Voices get loud. People be hollering. <laughs> That's it what it is. But um, it was That's never weird. like, you know, a violent situation. Um, my father never raised his hand to my mother and my mother never raised her hand to him. Like it was just not a thing. Um so they showed that reality. Um, they showed um, adaptation. Because mm. um, I think in relationships, um, you have to adapt, right? Um, when you first get married, yeah, it's very easy to have that hot, heavy relationship. It's very easy um, to, you know, be all over each other. And the sex is good. And it's often. And it's all these things. But then what happens, right? Mm-hmm. Make this the wild and crazy decision to have kids right and then people make people have this mindset that oh my god once I have children I'm not having sex again for 18 years which is not true mm-hmm. um it's actually funny that we're having this conversation um when I when I read this tweet I asked my mom like point blank period I just want to shout out to my mother I'm not gonna call her name because she'd probably be blushing but she mm-hmm. knows who she is <laughs> <laughs> Um, but one thing I've loved about me and my mom's relationship as I've gotten older is that we've um, kind of moved from that like strictly mother-daughter relationship to we're friends so like I can talk to my mom about things and I talk to my mom about things that may not be like conventional mother-daughter conversations mm-hmm. so I asked my mom I was like yo I mean do you feel like as you and daddy got have been married um, my parents have been married for 27 28 years I can't remember in this moment um, but anyway I'm like have you felt like you know sex doesn't happen for y'all do you feel like that's you know, something that slowed down over the years or whatever. Mom's like, not necessarily. I mean, mm-hmm. obviously you have kids, right? So if you got two and three years old or a newborn baby, yeah, sex is not at the top of your priority list. But one of the things I remember about my parents is they adapted to the different changes that were happening in our lives. When we moved away from family, they, um, you know, we formed relationships and then they got to know people and they said, look, you know, Let's have these date nights here. Y'all stay over here with this person. You know, they they made it happen. They found ways to keep their, excuse me, their relationship alive. Now that me and my brother are older and more self-sufficient, um, my parents were like, hey, we've been going on an anniversary trip to the Bahamas. Okay, bye. <laughs> and, yeah. and I'm happy for them because they're doing that. So I definitely think that it, it come, you have to adapt in relationships um you know that wasn't always a thing obviously because again when you have kids it's a little harder you can't take off when you got a bunch of minors in the house but you know they did what they got to do um so I, I learned adaptability from them and um I think number three um I learned the importance of having an identity mm-hmm. um outside of your spouse yes outside of the person that you're with I and I think I think that's the key um, to a long-lasting relationship. Um, you know, my parents are very close. They are they have a very loving relationship. But my mom has friends. And my dad has friends. And, you know, my dad, you know, if he want to go catch around the guy for his friends, my mom's not coming. 
if my mom, you know, wants to go to lunch with one of her girlfriends, my dad's not coming. You know, yeah. she they they live their separate lives together. Yes. And they still have their things about them that they enjoy. My mom really likes watching YouTube. She has her family, she follows, she does her thing. That's her thing. My father likes to golf. He likes to work in the garage. She likes to do stuff like that. That's his thing. And they don't try to force that on each other. Um, mm-hmm. So they're, they're comfortable living those, those being themselves. Um, and I think that, that that is a thing. I think sometimes um, we get so caught up in like, you know, the, the relationship goals type thing. And it, you know, mm-hmm. we got to morph into one person. I got to talk to you literally every waking moment of the day or else you're cheating on me. We set these crazy expectations and it's really not healthy. <laughs> and um, I don't, you know, I think that's one of the things they showed me um, is that, you know, it's okay to be yourself and be with somebody else at the same time. Um, so, yeah, I mean, those are, I mean, that's just three of the many things that I saw yeah. in my parents' relationship. But, uh, yeah. So, I mean, with that, um, how do you see, um, how do I want to word this? Why do you think that, <laughs> Um, we that some people feel like um, long, healthy relationships don't really exist. Um, I just think that it most likely was not mirrored for them. Um, mm-hmm. or that's probably not the word I wanted to use, but they didn't Model. have that. Yes, that's exactly it. Modeled. Thanks. Um, It wasn't modeled for them. And I'm not saying that because we come from a two-parent home that it was a guaranteed thing for that to be modeled for us. Because there are Mm -hmm. several, like, hundreds of thousands of two-parent homes that are completely toxic and or abusive so that's not it's not synonymous <laughs> right. um but i know for my family on both sides i believe that my parents are the only couple that have never been divorced or have been together like since the beginning of time basically um and so it had positive and negative effects on the rest of my family um a lot of my cousins and most of my cousins rather didn't see that or experience that even if they did experience it it was short-lived um so they admired my parents, but they envied my sister and I. Um, and it was made apparent too, like growing up, oh, here come Amber and Brandy, like the prized grandchildren or uh, the kids that can do no wrong because they have a two-parent home. No, that's not really how life works, but... um. Like it's, I feel like it's pretty much it wasn't modeled, um, in their home, 
So I feel like that is one of the main reasons. I'm not going to say sole reason, but it's pretty big percentage. Yeah. Um, I definitely agree with you. I think the lack of 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 seeing that in both, you know, personal family relationships, mm-hmm. um, the media. I keep talking about the media, but it's a thing. I mean, you know, yeah, it is, especially we're, this day and age. Yeah, I mean, I think kind of moving or going with that. Um, I think one of the reasons that it's made to seem like, um, you know, long healthy relationships don't last. Um, is because there's such a a high, um, what I want to say, a high emphasis mm-hmm. on on sex and sexuality. Um, yes, as a binder in relationships. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of times, um, young people, um, or just people in general, it's not even necessarily young. Um, people will get together because they have chemistry and you know they've got this really red hot attraction and and whatever and then they have lust and and it turns into what they what they imagine love to be Mm -hmm. and you know they say okay let's have sex oh someone gets pregnant oh we're form a family okay it's gonna be great but it's formed on people who don't have a foundation with each other or haven't taken the time to really build that foundation um, yeah, you know, I think a lot of couples that we idolize, if you will, in the media, um, we 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 get so caught up in the Instagram posts and the really cute pictures and the snaps and all that stuff and the beautiful weddings, but then when that dies down, we have marriages and relationships that really aren't based on anything of substance. Um. So I think that contributes to it because I think Absolutely. There's, there's just so many, you know, baby mama, baby daddy drama playing out in the internet. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we always seeing craziness, um, you know, being glorified. Um, couples we thought, you know, hey, they'll never get divorced. All of a sudden we turn on the TV and they announce and they're breaking up and stuff like that and it's it's very easy to feel like this doesn't exist because they are these people that we put on this pedestal that even they couldn't make it work mm. um, or sometimes we'll see um, relationships um, that we are like oh okay this is a good relationship this is something to look at and then all of a sudden the man will come out and say oh I cheated or I did some foolery um, yeah and I say the men not don't come attacking us in the comments not specifically the man what I'm thinking about is what comes (laughs) to my what has come to my mind um and Brandy I'm sure you remember this with um John and Aventer Gray the pastor John Gray and his wife yeah Uh and how they had this beautiful relationship they had their show or whatever was happening and they were just living their best life and everybody was like oh my god what amazing god-fearing couple and Mm -hmm. then they come out and said that there had been infidelity between them and everybody was in some kind of uproar because (laughs) it was just like how dare he cheat and I mean I remember people being like oh my god if even the pastors are cheating and this that and the third and oh who was to be trusted Mm -hmm. 
But then it's like, okay, there she stayed with him. So does that make the relationship unhealthy now? It's like it's cast mm-hmm. it's, it's ca- casted. Is that a word? It's put a shadow. <laughs> I don't like the way. Yeah, it's casted a shadow. Yeah, it casted a shadow on their relationship. And I actually know people who tell me that they don't listen to him anymore mm-hmm. because of that. And so I think. That that portray that portrayal that we see in the media really kind of contributes to that um, that feeling that relation long term relationships don't exist or healthy long term relationships and with all the bells and whistles don't happen um, and it's interesting to see it um, play out that way and to hear what people talk about it um, and their thoughts. Yeah. Um. What? <laughs> I was trying to figure out if I wanted to go for it, girl. To read this tweet or not, I'll pass. Yikes! Um, All right, true. <laughs> okay, I'll read this one. My mom always taught me to have my own, so I wouldn't have to depend on a man to survive, and have him thinking he owns me because of it. I think it was po- it was positive because it showed me how weak and insecure men truly are in the presence of a woman who doesn't need them. <clears throat> and this was in response to the initial or mm-hmm. a discussion brought up by the initial tweet. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts? Um wow. I think sometimes we take good messages and we attach erroneous things to them. T.I., is that you? I'm screaming. (laughs) (laughs) So, so let me, I guess I'll break that down too. Um, I just feel like (laughs) this is not, okay, Let's let's talk about it in parts, right? So the first okay. thing she said was, you know, my mom always told me. Essentially, she said, my mom always told me to have my own, so I don't have to depend on no man. That is That's great. Me. I think that that is the blueprint. We really and and honestly, and I and I actually reposted a video that, about this on my um, Instagram page on Saturday. Um, I'm probably gonna I'm gonna post it again when this podcast comes out. So go check it. Um. Yeah. Please also, look at what's that. your at? At Labella underscore Melanin. Go look um, at it. Bet we'll post it in the uh, description. The okay, great. But um, at any rate, um, yeah, it was taught. It was this woman, and she's talking um about how important it is to um in essence have yourself together before getting in a relationship um and and we're not even talking about like emotionally spiritually all of that right now we're just talking about like look you know it's good to before you get with a a man or a man with a woman or whatever you're doing to have um your ducks in a row have a roof over your head have Mm -hmm. a way to feed yourself and keep food in your belly have a way to keep clothes on your back 
you know, be doing something. Don't just be out here looking for somebody to take care of you, right? I I support that a thousand percent. I think mm-hmm. that it's extremely important that you bring things to the table in a relationship because nobody wants to feel used. Nobody wants, like, if I'm looking for a husband or a boyfriend or fiance or whatever, I'm not looking for a, a son. But I'm also not looking for a father. I'm not looking for somebody to take care of or someone who needs to take care of me. If you have the ability to provide and 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 do that, that is attractive to me, that's probably mm-hmm. going to um, entice me. Or, you know, that's, that's something that I'm going to be like, oh, okay, that's really cool that I know that if something were to happen and I couldn't do it, he has my back as well. I mean, we're yeah. a team. That's great. But that's not like a prerequisite oh you got to be able to to take care of me that's not what we're doing and you know I get it you know city girl culture we out here like <laughs> you know um pay me buy my you know pay for all of these things for me oh, and maybe you get some time gosh. I'm not talking to y'all right now it's cool I'm talking to the people that that's doing I something different and sick. I don't even mean that in a shady way I'm just <laughs> talking know. to the other people <laughs> So there's that. The part of her statement that I do not, and I don't remember if it was a male or female, the part of the statement that I do not agree with is saying that, um, is when she starts saying, like, I don't want him thinking he owns me and, and men are insecure. I'm like, first of all, these are very generalized terms. Mm-hmm. And um, that's not every man's story. Some men um, don't have a problem with a woman taking care of herself. Honestly, most men that I've met welcome it. I mean, they're attracted to it. Um, mm-hmm. They're attracted to women that don't need them per se. Yeah. As far as their pockets are concerned. Because, and, and, and this is, I think, goes back to the question we talked about before. Why do, rela- you know, why do people see that relationships don't work? Or what, what has damaged that thinking? Men are not ATM machines. I can need you for things other than finance. Money. Mm-hmm. So just because I can take care of myself doesn't necessarily mean that I don't need you. Yeah, absolutely. There are other things that a man brings to a table that I that aren't financial aren't you know monetary mm-hmm. that I need you know I may need that stronger presence in my life I may need him you know he may be a great uh confidant or a really great person that I can just lean on when I you know I feel like the world has been beating me down and I can lean on him he could be a great encourager like that's the kind of stuff that money can't buy that you know, so don't just assume that it's attached to you taking care of yourself. Um, if a man feels like you're his slave, that has nothing to do with you taking care of yourself. There's something <laughs> deeper there that he needs to address. And you need to get away from that person. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I just, I feel like it's not, that's not establishing causality. I'm not, like, no. Um, Seek to be, seek to be independent because that's what you should be. Yeah, that's gonna make sure that that's gonna enable you to be the best woman or man um, that you can be. 
mm-hmm. by making sure you're you can take care of yourself you can be a self-sufficient human being contributing to society that is just what you need to do to make sure Absolutely. you're a good adult period that has nothing to do with a relationship and then if you're in a relationship with somebody who can't respect that or feels you know threatened by the fact that you can keep a roof over your head and food in your belly and shoes on your feet then there you got bigger fish to fry than trying to date them yikes and to that point I really respect and appreciate the way that the person who started the discussion Mm -hmm. responded to that person and said I was taught the same thing but sadly it wasn't to teach me independence but to somewhat prepare for being with a weak and and or insecure man I think for me now I'm off for having independence in marriage but I don't want that to be the motive I say I respect well I guess I respect one sentence really (laughs) Um, (laughs) the part where she says I'm off for having independence in marriage Um, because like you were saying that earlier um, that is important because even if your relationship or your marriage is healthy life still happens and it came to the point where it became unhealthy and divorce was the result of that. You still need to know who you are without that person. For sure. And your your road back to independence will be a very long and bumpy ride. Regardless of whether whether you know who you are or not, it will be emotional. But if you don't, it'll be a little extra bumpy. Yeah. <laughs> so, ugh. I think it's important. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think it's ultimately important um, mm-hmm. for people to realize, you know, when you get into a relationship, and, and I think this is something that we've said before, um, you know, when you get into a relationship, you're not, you have, to, we have to stop with this mindset that we're running around trying to find the person to complete us or the person to make us whole. We're not walking yes. around here as half people, as quarter people. That's not a thing. Okay. <laughs> That's not a thing. And if you feel like you're not a whole person, then please go get counseling. Please go get yourself together. Take having a relationship off of your plate right now and go take care of yourself and what you need to be. Because I think a lot of relationships fail, marriage is included, because you're looking for someone to fix you. Yeah. Or to to be another part of you or to give you something or to to implant something in yourself that you don't have. Or that you feel like you lack. And when you think about it, it's like, that's not fun. I mean, on a basic level, like, why are you bringing me half of a person? So I got to deal with my <laughs> issues and try and fix yours to make you something whole when I didn't make you half to begin with. That's a lot. That's a whole lot of pressure. Yeah. Like, it's a lot. And I think, you know, when we get to a place where we're a completely functional person, 
And part of that complete and functionality means that I'm taking care of myself. Now, there are some situations where obviously you may be able to take care of me better than I can. Sure. It is what it is, right? Mm -hmm. You know, I may be Tia Span, just doing whatever, like working, whatever, and you may be John Brown, LOL. Um, screaming you know basketball player making all this money and we fall in love and obviously yeah you're gonna be able to take care of me in a way that I'm not able to take care of myself because you've got millions and I'm over here you know yet holding on that there's not a problem like to me that's not an issue um when I think of women like Savannah James LeBron James's wife right Mm mm-hmm um, or better yet, because I feel like she kind of keeps her life more private. So I'll I'll talk about like an Aisha Curry situation, right? Mm. Aisha and Steph have a very what and again, disclaimer, we don't know what happens in their personal life. We know what they show us, right? Right. But what I mm. see is Aisha, she loves her husband, she supports her husband, but she got her own stuff going on over here. She yeah. Got her sure. cooking. She got her, you know, her restaurant going on. She's got her home decor lines and things like that. She's keeping herself busy, right? Mm -hmm. So even though, excuse me, even though she's not um, at the same, like, money-making potential, if you will, that her husband has, she's out here doing her own thing and keeping herself together. Yeah. So I think it's important for us to just realize that in relationships, I mean, she's a whole person. She's not like, oh, I'm at home just waiting for the rest of me to get here. No, she's a whole entrepreneur, a whole mom doing her whole life and rest of it. And so I think if we could just get past this whole, I need somebody to complete me. I need somebody to make me whole. And start coming to people like I'm a whole being that wants to join together with another whole being and live, you know, and live together in whole and happiness. And then when you find that person, like I'll just say for me, like when you as a woman, when I find that man that allows me and that is a whole man, he's not going to be threatened by the whole woman that I am. Mm hmm. And the fact that I can take care of myself or I can bring something to the table, he's not going to be threatened by it. He's going to be happy. He's going to be elated with it because he's going to know that I'm here to help lighten his load. He don't feel like he got to mm-hmm. carry himself and me through life. Yes. No. Um, I know that, and I know this is getting like a long response, but um, I know a quote that, um, or that something Will Smith said, where he was like, you know, his wife's happiness is not his responsibility. Yes, yes, it's not, and that's and I think that's that's a big piece of it. I think a lot of people get married and or get into long term relationships, and they're like, you know, I'm I'm here because I you make me happy, and I want you to continue making me happy. Right. No, you need to make you happy, and if he or she does something that contributes to that, that's great. But they, you can't rely on some other person to make you happy because it's inevitable they're not going to be able to do that all the time that's an unrealistic expectation Mm -hmm. so 
yeah, be that independent, be that whole person, and then meet another whole person, and then watch it change. And that's not to say that oh, once you whole plus whole equals together forever. No. And I think the other thing we need to stop doing, just because one relationship fails, doesn't you? We have to stop letting that um, taint our view of every other relationship that exists. Yes. Oh my goodness. Like just because this one couple did not work out, that does not mean black love does not exist. I hate when I see people, they'll see one cute couple and they're like, oh my God, these people are proof that black love exists. Okay, so then when when (laughs) they break up, what are we doing with that? Like what where like we can't like we have to take like take the pressure off of these people. They're human. If anything, learn from their mistakes, especially you know, I have family members, you know, to kind of like you, Brandy, I've got family members that divorced and that were cl- that we were close enough to that we got to see that thing up close and personal, right? Mm-hmm. So I got to see what it does to children. I got to see what it does to the husband and wife. I got to see that whole picture. Mm-hmm. And what I did was instead of making, looking at that and be like, wow, is black love even real? Mom, dad, are y'all even really in love? No. I looked at that and I said, okay, so these are some things that I need not to do in my relationship. Mm-hmm. And I moved on and I prayed for them. And thankfully, they're both now living happy lives because it just wasn't meant to be. Yeah. So we gotta, we gotta release some of the pressure that we put on people to be perfect, to be perfect in their relationship. But. A word. <laughs> that's just, that's that on that lol so as we close mm-hmm. I feel like it's noteworthy to say that we as people are ever evolving which brings full circle back to the adaptability that Tia mentioned earlier also we are wired to be relational Meaning that in order to survive as humans, we have to make connections, whether that be platonic, romantic, familial, um, work-wise, all of that. We're relational people, so (laughs) hence the word relationships. Um as we are changing and our interests change and our personalities may change, it's important to remember that things ebb and flow. And in relationships, things can get rocky and things can get muddy. And sometimes it's really not fun. But we have to be able to grow with that person and allow them to grow at their own pace as they evolve. Um, Because if we don't, chances are we're not going to be in that relationship much longer. However it's important to be vocal about what's going on in your personal life with your significant other so that we can, you know, 
provide some grounds of understanding and move forward together and also separately at the same time. So there we have it. Well said. Well, praise the Lord. L O L. Always a pleasure you joining us, Miss Tia. Thank you so much. Thank you guys again <laughs> for tuning in. Yes. And until next time, you guys, peace out. Bye.